WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. This hour of the Rich Keith Show, sponsored by Northeast Men's Health, the expert in treating men's sexual health with five New England offices or at northeastmenshealth.com. From a topical, comical, and knowledgeable Boston sports talker Drop it in hotter than a tropical climate Breaking news, he supplies it And you want the truth? Scoops, Keith will find it He's talking about all the sports And he's also a hashtag dork And a father of two sweet daughters The leader of your squad For you evening marauders And night commuters Tune in and sit tight Six to ten, more like six to midnight Ow, the mic's hot on the Night's Watch crew Celtics, Bruins, Pats, and Red Sox too Doing this since the Rich Keith Project Now he's got podcasts and Twitch stream content KWFE on WEEI It's the Rich Keith Show, so here's your guy All right, welcome to a Full Throttle Friday edition of the Rich Keith Show You know what that means, Stiz? That means Sox Talk at 7 Sox Talk at 7, I know you're tuning in now You're like, is it Sox Talk? No, no, Sox Talk at 7 We'll get to that as uh, Full Throttle Friday now, right up until baseball season. There is some Red Sox news uh, today, which we'll get to. But I am all in, I mean all in, on the Dynasty, the Patriots' 10-part documentary. First two parts have been released. It's going to be two every Friday for five weeks. I am all in. Sticking around for a couple minutes is Adam Jones from the Jones and Mego program. Jones, even you... You uh, with with no heart, no yep. soul. Mm-hmm. You don't like you, anything. Jones. Yeah, Even no, I you, no, I don't. You sorry excuse for a human. Even you liked this documentary. I did, so far. Yeah. I mean, I've, I, have you seen any more than me? Have you seen? Did you get no, like an advanced no, copy? I am the everyman. I am uh, Joey Six Pack. I am Joey Bag of Donuts. Stiz? I'm not watching ten. No, no. They send them to you, and you didn't share no, them with no. Keith. Is that what we're, it was? We are a blue collar show right. here at the Rich Keith Show. Ham so, and Eggers. So same. So Watch two. I'm like only- the people, I'm not going to be like, hey, when do you guys get to episode seven? Wait till you get to seven. Like, no. Yeah. I watched two late last night. Tickle in the undercarriage? <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. Nope. I watched two. You watched two. Stiz watched two. We're going to talk about two episodes today. I liked them. I can't believe, yeah. I, I cannot believe, in all honesty, I meant to ask this to uh, Benedict and we talked to him earlier. How are we not even at the first Super Bowl yet? We're two episodes in. We're only. I know. Brady just got hurt. In the yeah. AFC Championship, we're not even through the first Super Bowl. No, they haven't even. Yeah, right. They haven't Which even got a show trip. They just started the Steeler game. Yeah, I, I thought. Well, the snowball was freaking awesome, oh, and to relive so the good. snowball, like, good job by Apple so far. Good job by yeah, Jeff yeah. Bennett. Good. If you just replayed the snowball, the I'd be thing. like, greatest documentary <laughs> ever. Like, this is just the game. This isn't. Yeah. And how about I? I remember Wiggy getting a million catches. So. I know what you're going to say. That I, catch. I, I the agree. freaking catch oh off of David Patton. God, I don't remember it. Awesome. But do you no, remember it? Uh, well, no. I mean, it, like, it triggered it. But, like, if you told me ahead of time, no, right. I wouldn't remember that you're specifically. Like, oh, no. yeah, hey, Wiggy, like, Wiggy had a billion catches in that game. It I was that. such a weird game. Like, the footing in that game, everybody's, like, everyone's at half speed, yeah. which, this isn't a shot of Wiggy, played right into Wiggy's strength. That's an advantage. It is. I think Charlie Weiss even told him to his face. Remember, he's like, he's a bit of a mutter. So he's like, so that was perfect. Like, that that game was built for Jermaine Wiggins. Yes. Who also shined. 
in the first two episodes. He oh, highlights left and right. Two touchdowns, a bunch of snow catches, and the the crazy one off of David Patton's hands. He was great. And then a few, like, if you're looking for him, like a few shots in the background. Oh, yeah. That he dove on the tuck rule fumble to try yeah. to get it. Yep. yep. He also, there was one when Brady threw a pick. He's in the background being like, come on, Brady. <laughs> like, I thought w- Wiggy dominated. Unfortunately, they didn't talk to him. But for the first two episodes, there was a has lot he, of good Wiggy highlights. Has he mentioned that at all? I, I don't he, think so. Has no. he, has he hasn't brought up it's that It's going to be a surprise up. to us if he's in it or not. But, yeah, no, the, snow, the snowball game or snowball, whatever, was... Awesome, and then the Adam Benatari kick to tie it. Still, have no idea how that how he made that. Well, kick. so one of the things that got revealed in this is that Ernie Adams said Bill on the headset's like, "What happened?" Didn't see it. Bill didn't Isn't that even nuts. Know. No, I, I didn't. Now I would instruct Bill to do what I did when I was thirteen <laughs> or whatever, or you know, sixteen or however old I was. Yeah, I don't know. Watch the refs; they they're going to tell you, Bill. They, they should know. So Bill, I feel like Bill should have known that, but Bill on the headset, I guess, was like, "What happened? did he make but it?" Like forty five yards. Oh, the kick was Chad crazy. Ryland, 45 yards in a dome. There's no chance. No. Like, perfect conditions without well, a rush. Against, uh, in, oh, Den- no, in, in Denver, Denver he could. No, in Denver. <laughs> Splits the uprights. <laughs> this thing was like, the footing on it, there's like six inches of snow, and they're like clearing this little. You notice the one in overtime, the game winner, which was a lot closer, they did a better job of well, like shoveling the area. They called timeout. I don't, Is that what it was? Yeah, I believe Got so, it. yeah. I think this, one was, this one was insane. Yeah. I also forget... That they were down 10 with, was like 8.40 to go? It was less time than I remember. Yeah. I think they were a little liberal with that, though, because I think that was a long drive. Yeah, right, right. And so I right. think, like, at the tail end of the drive, it was the fourth quarter. I didn't, I didn't remember it being that little time either, But though. still down 10, and, uh, yeah, so all the snowball stuff was great. And also, the, the big takeaway, too, is not necessarily anything new, I don't think, from these first two, but I think it's a good reminder because this has been such a long run the Drew Bledsoe stuff has been kind of lost in the shuffle. We've yeah. been talking about Tom Brady for 24 years yep. and like all the decisions with Belichick and everything else. And I, I am one of those people that think that Bill and Tom both were a part of the dynasty. I don't think it was just strictly Tom. What and, percent? Uh, I mean, you could probably go each season and then you could come up with a good, like in 01, I think it was more Bill than Brady. No. Yeah, I do. No. I do. But also part of it, which I think Bill gets credit for, he stuck with him. And it like Drew Bledsoe, like Robert Kraft loved Drew Bledsoe. They hyped this thing up. One th- nitpick I have is they made it sound like Bledsoe was coming off one of his good years, where he wasn't. Oh, he's been bad for a while. He had two. Point. They had two back to ninety nine and two thousand. The offenses were trash, and Bledsoe was the guy. They scored three. Po- he got hurt in the Jets game. They scored three points in that game. Yeah, he had. I think they scored seventeen. The who was the opener? The Bengals. Like that, not Joe Burrow Bengals, like no, trash Bengals. No. Like they weren't, they weren't scoring. Your older brother's Bengals were not a good Bengals. No, That's, it's pre Carson Palmer. Yeah. It's, pre, it's not even John Kitna. This is I don't no. even know who was it. Jeff Blake. Good guess. Might have been Blake. Could have been Jeff Blake. Corey Dillon was there before he came here. Clock killing Corey Dillon. Good player. Uh, great player. Carl Pickens. No. Ooh, Carl Pick. Carl Slim Pickens. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like Carl Pickens I quite love, a bit. I mean, I like. If you can't tell, I like Carl Pickens. No, but I uh, like. He hadn't been very good, and if you were just watching this documentary and you're like, hey, I don't really follow it, or I, I, wasn't, a, I wasn't even a fan back in 2000, 2001, you're like, oh, my God, they just benched like an MVP candidate for Brady. They overdramatized it. They yeah. did. They hyped it up, and it was great to hear from Drew. It was great to hear from his wife even, like just all the stuff that they, they kind of went through. But I think what is – like what kind of hammered the point home was Ty Law being like – yeah, Brady, you're going back to the bench. Like, yeah. Oh, as soon as Bledsoe's – so even he, who was on those teams the previous two years – Ty Law, Laura Malloy, they're, Bruschi. They're like, he's going to be back. McGinnis. 
McGinnis, they're all like yeah, true team. team. Yeah. So that at and least even Robert said that they all said it. So that's why I think you have to give Belichick credit for being like, I'm going with Brady. I do, but they also were fi- going into that Rams game. They were five and two with Brady, and you just said it. Yeah. They suck with Bledsoe. Yep. So it's not like he didn't have any data to go on. Like he looked no. at the team and he's like, we're better with Brady. They were better with Brady. No, no, so, there's no doubt. But they so also it was, it was like it was, a lot of Antoine Smith. And it was a lot of defense. It was bold. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, but but they were they weren't turning it over. Like it's almost like Mac this year. It's like. Yeah. Not that Zappy came <laughs> in and did what we needed, but you know the turnovers were just such killers. Yeah, and so that's what it was with Bledsoe. So I you, look, I mean, it was bold to stick with Brady for sure. Yeah, it was. But I love the clip of Bob Lobel oh, and Bob so good. Ryan so and good. Steve Burton and Dan Shaughnessy. I said this earlier. And Lobel's like, they should go with Brady. The other three guys almost bit his head off. So Shaughnessy, I think, got a good edit. Oh, Shaughnessy <laughs> didn't say anything well, in he, the edit. He did what he normally. Huh. But Steve Burton's like, those. what are you doing? Oh, Burton and Bob Ryan. Bob Ryan are like, there's no QB controversy. And LaBelle's like, you're a provocateur, is what Bob Ryan said. A great line. So like, but, but Bob LaBelle was on it. I said this earlier. Sometimes the hot taker is just right. I know you think. Yes. He, you, I know sometimes you think people are just doing the hot takes for clicks. Sometimes they're just right. Sometimes they're right. And also, sometimes they don't, you're being a provocateur. Because but they also right. d- they don't get the credit. As no. you know in this business, you don't get the credit. Everyone's just going to no. hammer you, and then something happens, and then they're, like, they're on to the next thing. And it's like, well, remember when everybody was hammering me for whatever it was? Yeah. Remember, like, when, I, remember when I broke the Patrice Bergeron news? Yeah, I didn't get any credit. I didn't get a lick of credit for that. Nothing. Nothing. I didn't get invited to the Nesson 100 or any of that, which is a shame. <laughs> Scoops really... Keefe should have been voting on the Centennial team. Oh, yeah. Although Andy Hart told me I couldn't name 100 Bruins, which is wrong. Of course I could. Casper's dog events. Anyway, yeah, go. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I'll be here all night. I'm here until ten, <laughs> naming a hundred Bruins. But yeah, so I do. I give Bill credit for sticking with um, Brady, obviously, and you know the fact that Kraft wanted Bledsoe. They just gave Bledsoe a hundred oh, million dollars. Well, Robert was ready to. Bre- Robert's like, people are calling me cheap. I gave. I, I gave Bledsoe a hundred million. He made million sure to take ownership over that. In this, but yeah. that was also kind of weird. Like trying to go back in time. You know, we were both in high school when this happened. Bledsoe at that in 01 after the two seasons they were coming off of to give him a hundred million dollars. That's kind of a bold decision. I'm sure. I mean, I don't, because I don't, like I don't he wasn't the, lighting the world on fire. I don't remember what the market was, but Bledsoe reset it. Like, yeah. I don't know how much he reset it by, but he, he reset the market. So I look, also love snippy Bledsoe when he's like, I'm looking uh, when they're in the locker oh, room in real time at his yeah. locker. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking forward to like my, uh, job, my back. job back. Yeah. I'm done guys. Yeah. And they're like, all right, thanks Drew. Thanks so much, Drew. <laughs> You got young Holly, young Felger, all those guys I mean, scrapping I lo- around. I did love that. That's all great. The, all the old media stuff, I, uh, I did good. very much enjoy. I do think it's kind of niche, niche, but whatever. Like, that's it's for us. It's for the people that listen to this show. Okay, well, ask your question that you were asking me in the break. Yeah, like, non-Patriot fans, do you think they're into this? No. I doubt it. I, I did a very small survey. I have an Eagles season ticket holder friend and a lifelong Bills season ticket holder friend. So two? They both, li- yeah, I have two friends. <laughs> Well, they they there's, a, like, there's no. a large margin for error in this but poll. These but guys, these are sports fans. Yep. These guys, these are good guys. Yep. I went to Vegas with these guys. They uh, they were like, no, They're like no, I'm not watching. I'm that. not watching that. <laughs> I'm not watching that. Okay, but like, so right. because the counterpoint would be, we all watched the Last Dance. Everyone watched the Last Dance, and that is what you know Jeff Benedict would compare this to. Yeah. So Last Dance, like it was on ABC during the pandemic. But that wasn't just for Bulls fans. That was for it everybody watched, but it was a unique circumstance. There was also, yeah, so I think, like, if if you put this documentary on ESPN or ABC back in May, April, May of 2020, I think more people would watch it. Sure. If you put The Last Dance on Apple Plus on Friday nights in February, 
I think there'd be more viewers, Same. but I, I don't think it would be the most popular thing yeah, in the world. Yeah, like, even the ESPN part of it, because you're right, that was probably very pandemic-focused, but yeah. didn't ESPN do a big thing on Jeter that no one watched? At least, I mean, like, Ooh, maybe. like I don't I think, certainly I mean, didn't. Yankees fans probably watched, yeah. but I, I didn't watch it. The captain or whatever that was called? Yeah. So that's I, that's probably more analogous to this. Because the Patriots were hated, and they were hated by so many fan bases because it lasted so long. Like, I did, I certainly wasn't a Bulls fan, but, like, did people have a hatred for the Bulls? I didn't like them. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't like them either, but I don't know. They're not like the Yankees. And growing up here is obviously a different story. But the other difference, too, I think, you know, I, I haven't tracked the Bulls history very much, but there have been a lot of Patriots documentaries. There have been. This is not the first one. A lot of books, a lot of documentaries, so a lot of articles that might as well be books. So there might have been more appetite for, yeah. hey, let me let me see what's going on with the Jordan Bulls. Whereas with the you just had man in the arena with right. Brady, and you've had do your job and Bill Belichick a football like you've had your fill of and so far not even a knock of the documentary, but so far the best parts are sort of game footage that we've already seen. Yeah, like Vinatieri so, kicking that field goal, I could watch that a thousand times. Uh, same. You didn't like the Brady stuff in his condo, Ty Law's condo, oh, with his roommate? I'm glad you brought that up. So I did like that part. Brady in the condo, young Brady, drinking beers with Damian Woody and the yep. lineman. I like that. Yep. No shot at Brady's family at all. I don't care that he raced his sister to the fence. Like, I could care less. Like, which, which he sister threw was, remotes at the wall, Yeah, Keith. yeah, yeah. Which Honest, sister was that? Uh, is that I the figured. one married to Yuke? Which Maybe. sister is that? He's got three sisters. Yeah, I couldn't I have, keep a track. I can't keep track. Like, I think it's important to have them and have... Brady some. has more sisters than <laughs> Keith <laughs> pulled for, for his very scientific research. Listen, 100% of the, the intel that I have is saying they're not watching this thing. No, but I was like, I so... We had to spend five minutes on Tom Brady's competitive. Uh I'm I'm pretty sure Tom Brady's competitive. I'm aware. Because they said they had 35,000 minutes of video to go through. Yep. This documentary is 10 parts, 40 minutes each. So you're talking. That, by the way, is very. They're not our. They're not. The first one was 43. The second one was 38. So you're getting like six. Very digestible. Six and a half hours total. Yeah. I didn't need, like, oh, Brady's dad hit fungos to him. Yep. Like. All right, let's well, get back to the snowball. Glove on one hand, fungo yeah. bat in the other. Oh, like every coach ever? Great. Like, but anyway, no, no shot at them. I'm, I'm glad they're a part of it. I think it's going to be interesting to hear from Tom Sr. Uh, as we go on in the documentary. I think a little bit later on. Oh, we're getting more Tom Sr. I would assume by the end of it. Yeah, 2019, Good. 2020. Good. What do you think of Bill in this? Uh, Kind of j- like not Bill. A, not enough Bill yet. Not enough Bill. Very, uh, uh, shockingly little Bill, I, think, I thought. But yeah. he's... he's uh, More Pioli. A lot of Pioli thus far. Yeah, too much. Pioli. A lot of Ernie Adams. Uh, you're, you're in the back seat with Ernie Adams driving around. Ernie Adams in a Subaru. I, I do we, like Ernie Adams. He walked out of his lovely home and then he hopped into his Subaru and I said, something's not adding up here. <laughs> but I liked, I liked Ernie Adams. He's a yeah. character. And then like him talking about the snow and, and everything else. But yeah, so far I could use a little bit more of uh, Bill. But yeah, the, the whole thing is fascinating about Bill sticking with Brady and even going back to when they drafted him, like that phone call, like all like that, that footage had, that, I like quite That had a bit. not been seen. I had, yeah. uh, that footage didn't exist. So like some of Like it, what a great line. Like, sorry we made you wait so long. Yep. Like he's like kind of funny and like. And then Brady thinking that he was going to go in the second round? Well, I didn't know that. So that he, I think he said that before. Okay. Like, I, he was like, uh, I don't know if it was Brady six or man in the arena, but he said, you know, I thought I was going to the third round. I'm like, oh. he was like, who told you that? Like, I knew it wasn't a first round, ever like second, third. I was like, jeez. <laughs> who told you that? <laughs> Where's your agent? <laughs> do you see yourself at the combine? You thought you were going in the second round? Yeah, we watched you do the three cone drill. I don't know. You were not a third round pick. Well, that's funny too. Like, even his mom talking about even back in the day, they were like, everybody said he was slow and yep. he would do these crazy drills or yeah. these dot drills. Yeah, I mean, couldn't, couldn't keep up with his sisters. 
Yet they're faster than him. Yep. They couldn't couldn't beat him in a in a race. <laughs> but uh yeah, no, all that stuff was was great. And I've I had heard the story before. I think Ty Law might have told the Greg Hill show that story about Brady was out to dinner with Ty Law and Laura Malloy. Who are the two coolest guys in the world, by yeah, the way? That, the law firm at that time. Oh yeah, holy smoke! Oh, I had yeah. that poster. <laughs> Them in the suits in front of Capitol Hill yeah. with the helmets, smuggling stuff law in over firm. the border. I don't know what they were doing. <laughs> it didn't matter. They're playing. De- they're playing lockdown defense. Is what they were doing. But when Brady was like, "I'm not giving this job back," like all that stuff, and like the we've heard the line a million times when Brady told Kraft, "Like this is the best decision you've ever made." Like yep. all that stuff can be corny, but then when you fast forward, you're like, he was right. Yeah. He was right the whole time. It hits nice. It's cool. And like uh, Brewski talking about, it was like the second game in and Brady pulled the whole team together. And he's like, guys, that's like, cute. Yeah. He's like, this guy's like talking <laughs> to us, but like worked out, worked out. And so that, that part's pretty, pretty amazing. There's a lot of good stuff in there through 40 minutes. I enjoyed my, the highlight for me. Yeah. And again, this is stuff you've seen a million times. Yeah. I could watch Brian Cox take somebody's head off on the Colts. On a loop for the rest of eternity. What a killer. I know you said that about the Vinatieri kick. Yeah. I oh, watch, Brian Cox is murdering people. I could watch Brian Cox decapitate people from now yeah. until my demise. I also love those guys, the, some of the practice footage where they were, like, ripping on Brady and, like, Mike Vrabel's, like, calling him out. And then he, F you, Brady! <laughs> William McGinnis had to tell Vrabel yeah. to calm down, and Vrabel's like, he'll be fine. Yeah. Arkan said this earlier. He's yeah. like, William McGinnis, the guy running around beating up people in restaurants. Just beating the side hey, could, could you calm down a little told bit? Told Vrabel to chill out. Seems a little inconsistent, but yeah. But uh, there is something, too. Like, obviously, Brady greater than Bledsoe. But there is something about those guys. Six one seven. I have a couple seven, friends. Nine, seven, nine, three, going seven. back to my friends, my Patriot friends, yep. um, for a moment, who are idiots, obviously. <laughs> uh, it was, like, 2010, and they were like, yeah, maybe Brady's better than Bledsoe. Yeah. It took them forever. Like, yeah. these guys were. Like, we had that year in Buffalo. Well, think about it. Like, people our age. Eric right around and Peerless Price. <laughs> he was a pro bowler. A good, good receiver. Remember, uh, like people our age, I, I want to say Drew Bledsoe and Nomar are two athletes that people don't fully re- understand or remember how loved they were and like how good they actually oh, they were, were. Those are my two favorite athletes growing up. Yeah, was, like, I, I think I'm everybody loved those guys. Like I'm a little embarrassed to say it because they were such losers. They never won <laughs> they anything. They never won anything. And but now, nobody had won anything like for no, our generation. Right, correct. This is what it is. So like, you know, everybody went on to win stuff in yeah. the city just about, but those are my two favorite athletes as kids. Nomar so, and Andrew Blake. And they get yeah. lost in the shuffle because the minute they local left. Athletes. Local athletes. Yeah, local athletes. The second they left, the team started winning like crazy. Yeah. But at that time, there was nobody cooler than Nomar. There was nobody better than, than Bledsoe. And then, uh, yeah, so people forget just how big a deal they were. So we're going to be talking about this. If you guys want to weigh in, 617-779-7937. Jones, a pleasure, sir. Always. As always, we'll uh, talk to you. You're, you are in on Monday, right? So Monday yes. at 2. Uh, Jones and Mego, very good. It's the Rich Keefe Show. It's a full throttle Friday. We're talking Dynasty to start the program. Right now, here is Stiz with What's Trending. The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. All right, let's get you caught up real quick with some headlines. It's been a rough few games for the Bruins. They lost again last night at home. The Kraken left the Garden with the 4-1 victory. Lone Bruins goal coming from David Pasternak. Bruins homestand continues when they'll host the Sacramento Kings tomorrow afternoon. Puck drops from Causeway Street at 12.30. In other Bruins news, prosecutors have dropped their domestic assault case against Milan Lucic after revealing that his wife declined to testify and a judge ruled that her 911 call was inadmissible. The Bruins released a statement saying, quote, Milan Lucic will remain on indefinite leave from the organization for the remainder of the 23-24 season. The Boston Bruins organization supports Milan and his family as he continues his personal rehabilitation. Lucic currently on a one-year deal with the Bruins. 
NBA All-Star Weekend kicks off tonight in Indy with the Celebrity Game tonight at 7. Tomorrow night, the Skills Challenge kicks off at 8 p.m., followed by the three-point shootout and the dunk contest in which Jalen Brown will be participating. The actual All-Star Game goes down Sunday night at 8 p.m. Both Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown will be playing in the All-Star Game. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Rich Key shows coming up. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say W-E-E-I's a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on W-E-E-I. The Patriots were pretty damn good. We all saw the same thing, a different team with an attitude not seen around here in a long, long time. Tomorrow it's going to develop into one of those, you know, Brady versus Bledsoe thing. They're already talking about it. Why are you trying to start a quarterback controversy? I'm not, actually. I was, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Like, you were acting as a, a, a provocateur. Right, that's right. Bledsoe is what you're doing. TV hosting or is that or wrong? Talk is there to something wrong with that? Well, I'm answering the question. Well, here's here's the here's the say, I was just trying to be an agitator because it's good television. That's the answer. That's the answer, Bob. There's no other answer. Because you know in your heart, unless you really have lost it all upstairs, there is no issue that Bledsoe's the quarterback right. the second he's ready to play. And, and you know what? Tom Brady knows that. Yeah. Brady knows that. As part of the Dynasty, the New England Patriots 10-part documentary series on Apple TV+. Plus. First two episodes were released last night, in fact. I know they said a Friday release, but... We were on the air. We were getting messages that it was uh, released. I went home and watched them. And uh, so maybe that'll be a good thing for our show is if they're really released Thursday night, that might give people time to see them. And again, Stiz and I, men of the people, only watched the first two. We didn't get an advanced copy. Not only did I only watch the first two, I had canceled Apple Plus several months ago because they jacked the rate up like double. Likewise. And it's highway robbery. There's nothing on there that's $10 a month. It's not worth $10 a month. This thing's pretty sweet, though. So it's $10 for a month. And if you're, if you're like me and you're cheap as hell, maybe wait until the next Friday, then pluck down your $10, and then oh, that way I think I you get – so then within the month you'll, you'll get, get every episode. Yeah, smart man. But, like, there's nothing on there. Like, Ted Lasso, that was forever ago. Severance, I guess maybe there'll be another season of Severance, but – Anyway, we're not here to talk about Apple Plus, but I get it. There's a million streaming services. This is where this one is. I feel like I have every other one, and then I'm like, oh, now I need it. So last night I'm sitting there, I'm like, son of a gun, I don't even have this. They always find a way to rope you back in. They do. And then so, ka-ching, I just spent 10 bucks on it. But I wasn't disappointed. I loved the first two episodes of this. Doesn't mean that there aren't things to kind of nitpick or, you know, especially, you know, those of us that were following this whole thing you kind of, you're like, all right, well, that's sort of bending the truth or that's sort of ignoring one thing or that's kind of whatever. But I'm curious what you guys thought of it. 617-779-7937. What we just came playing back was great. So it was Bob Ryan, Dan Shaughnessy, who you don't hear in that clip, with Burton and Lobel, the four of them talking about it. And Bob Lobel references, like, hey, maybe a little bit of a, you know, quarterback controversy. And they're all like, no way, no way. And one thing where Burton is completely wrong about is – He's, not only is he saying it's Bledsoe's job, but he's like, Brady knows it. It's like, oh, contraire, mon frere. Brady uh, was waiting for that opportunity. He was telling everybody that would listen. He wasn't going to give the opportunity back up. Like, he, that was his job, and he was not going to give it up. So he did not know that. But I think it was good because it painted a picture of just 
how Drew Bledsoe was viewed. I think they went a little overboard. He hadn't been great for a little bit. Yes, he was the quarterback that in 1996 won the AFC. They went to the Super Bowl before losing to Favre and the Packers. The following season, he was pretty good as well. But Drew Bledsoe hadn't been a pro bowler since 97. And now we're talking about the 01 season. So 98 wasn't a pro bowler. 99, how about this? 1999, Bledsoe threw more picks than touchdowns. The team was 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, You know, that was uh, that was Pete Carroll's last year. 19 touchdowns, 21 interceptions. And the team was an even 500. Then year one with Bill Belichick. So it's not like Bill Belichick just met the guy. Bill Belichick coached him for a full season where they went 5-11. and 11. Bledsoe had 17 touchdowns, 13 picks. So, yes, he was the franchise quarterback. And I'm not trying to pile on Bledsoe. Bledsoe was good. Bledsoe was a three-time Pro Bowler in like a four-year span and brought the team to a Super Bowl. Pretty good. You know, we were talking about if the Patriots get a guy, Drake May or Jaden Daniels, and in a five-year window he makes three or four Pro Bowls in a Super Bowl, like that's a big win. So Bledsoe's good, but I think for people that either weren't alive when it happened or aren't, you know, diehard Patriots fans and they, they know about Brady and Belichick, but they don't know the history of it, they might have been like, oh, my God, they benched like this MVP? Like, no, I think... Ernie Adams and Scott Pioli were kind of talking about it. Like, yeah, Drew I was Bledsoe, just going to say that. He got hit all the time. Yeah, yeah, the guy yeah. took a million hits even before the crazy Mo Lewis hit. Took a million hits because I remember going back to as a, as a kid, even when Bledsoe was good, everybody would be like, oh, there's a statue in the pocket. Pat, 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 sack. Pat, 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 sack. Like that happened all the time. And it, like they, they showed that clip of uh, the Cleveland time that Belichick was there. Similar with Bernie Kosar, although I'd probably I'd take Bledsoe over Kosar. But the, the point is, both had their moments, and then both were coming to an end. And Ernie Adams saw it, Pioli saw it, and clearly Belichick saw it. But he did just sign this massive contract. I thought it was interesting to hear all the stud players on defense just being like, this is Drew's team, this is Drew's team, this is Drew's team. So that kind of hammers home. And then you hear the, 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 the four horsemen of the Boston media there all saying how, not all of them, three of them saying that uh, this is obviously Bledsoe's job. So Bill Belichick, it's hard to envision this now, but Bill Belichick was on thin ice because they went 5-11. and 11. Then he loses his first two games and then wants to stick with Brady after Bledsoe is medically cleared. And Robert Kraft even told him as much. Robert Kraft's like, I went and talked to Drew. Drew's talking to him. Drew kind of, Stiz, how do you think Drew Bledsoe came across in this? I thought he, I I related. I'm not really. I empathized with the guy. Yeah. I really yeah. did. Yeah. And and uh, I really felt the gravity of that of that moment. Yeah. I really did. And and I felt bad for him. Um, yeah. It is. Yeah, it's a weird. A it's job. a weird situation. He obviously wanted the job. He was not. I, I appreciate his his honesty when he's like Brady came in. He's like that guy's not a threat. Like not worried about that. Uh, and just assumed he was going to get his job back because that is sort of the old cliche or old adage in sports. You can't lose your job due to injury. I also didn't know the injury was that bad. Oh, yeah, he almost died. Daddy, he, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, like uh, like the lung filled up with leader. Like, what was crazy is the injury was that bad, and he was cleared two months later. Like, he was, if if Brady was bad, he would have played week 10 or whatever. Like, that's crazy to me. Yeah, that like, is, he had that kind of injury nuts. and then still was, was cleared to play. And as I assume we're going to see in episode three, he steps in and plays in the AFC Championship game. 
But yeah, that whole dynamic is weird. You have Bledsoe talking to Kraft. Belichick and Brady are kind of doing their thing. And uh, and the team's winning. The team's responding to it. And the defense certainly stepped up. The running game was good. But Brady was good. You know, Brady had a couple of bad games. He was bad against Denver because he's always bad against Denver. But for the most part, Brady was was really good. He had the, the two picks in that St. Louis game. But what, my big takeaway, too, I remember as a, as a fan, however old I was, 16, 17, what I remember is the Rams were so good. They had won the Super Bowl two years earlier. They had Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk, Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt, greatest show on turf. And even though Brady threw a couple of picks in that game, they were in it, and they lost by a touchdown. And you're like, oh, like they can kind of – they kind of hang with the best team in the NFL. And then, as we know, they didn't lose a single game after that. And it was after that that I think a lot of other coaches, even with some of the stuff we were just talking about with Bledsoe and like that three-year run-up, they might have gone back to him there. They might have felt the pressure. They might have gone back to him there. But thankfully for Belichick and for Brady, the next week, that Saints game, Brady threw four touchdowns, and I think that was like a big sigh of relief. I think Belichick and Ernie Adams and Pioli had to be like, all right, if he didn't do that and they lost to the Saints or he just played like crap, who knows where that's going to go? Like, if you're a believer in the uh, butterfly effect, how many things had to break right in 2001 for us to be where we are today? Yeah, 100%. Like, so 100%. many things. Like. All of those crazy catches that Wiggy made, all of those kicks by Vinatieri, but then also just stuff throughout the regular season that kind of took place. Uh, the other thing that was kind of, I don't know, exaggerated was they had mentioned like, oh, there were, there were going to be huge underdogs and like, you know, there were, there were underdogs throughout the playoffs. It's like half right. They were massive underdogs in the AFC championship game against Pittsburgh. They were 10 point dogs in that game. And then historically, they were 14-point dogs against the Rams in the Super Bowl. But they were hosting the Raiders. Like, they did, even though it kind of came out of nowhere, they were 11-5 and five and got a bye. And so they were home to a Raiders team, and they were, uh, like, three-point favorites at home in the snow. So that one, like, how they won it kind of became a, a shock. But the fact that they beat the Raiders that year, I don't think was a huge shock. But whatever. Like, that's just a few... Minor nitpicks. Overall, I I liked it. Uh, looking forward to the to the rest of the series. I love Brady's quote too about the uh, the tuck rule. He's like, oh, you he know, fumbled. I thought I fumbled it. It looked like a fumble. Yeah. Well, what do you want me to do? I didn't That's write not that the effing rules. Rule. <laughs> <laughs> no, dying. it is. It's like watching that play over and over again. You're like, yeah, that is for sure a fumble. How is that not a fumble? And if Brady's saying it, like, how could anybody else defend it? Uh, but yeah, they're able to get. It. But even then. Like, okay, great, it's still your ball, but, like, they hadn't really moved it much. They had barely scored all game, so it's like, all right, great, you get the ball. Then they still had to go and uh, and do it. Another thing that jumped out to me was, and this was going back to the Rams' regular season game, was Tom Brady already immediately drinking that Bill Belichick Kool-Aid. He was asked in the post game, like, what was your assessment of your own play? And he was like, talk hey, to Bill. Talk to Coach Belichick on that one. Like, oh, pretty smart. Let's go to uh, Bobby in Longmeadow. He joins us next. What's going on, Bobby? Hey, I just wanted to mention that, you know, back we suffered for so long. And I remember just Belichick. I mean, I'm sorry. I remember Bledsoe just getting, you know, he was just a vulnerable target yep. that was ready for a fumble and a touchdown recovery. 
you know, pick six, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was just waiting for anyone else besides to come in besides Bledsoe. And I don't remember who the other backup was. And it's like a, it was like a Jacoby Brissett type of guy. And I can't remember. Yeah, it was, uh, right now. was it Damon Heward? Something like that. I and think I'm it might like, have been Heward. Anybody yeah. else. Yeah. Anybody else. And then, of course, they brought in Brady and the rest is history. But, man, we grew – and you think about that back then. The Bruins suffered through the Canadians. The Red mm-hmm. Sox were suffering. And, and you know, you had these suffering Patriots teams that had no – chance to win the Super Bowl and then all of a sudden this injury happens and I was like please 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 mm-hmm. don't bring in Bledsoe again <laughs> I mean I mean no disrespect no, no, I hear no, you. no I disrespect hear you. to Bledsoe mm-hmm. but um and it's just you have to think about the emotion of the time of the fan and it was just the spectacular never in my wildest dreams would I ever imagine that this dynasty would happen and it happened Oh like yeah, our, my friends and I were just like we just celebrated. We were we were, when during the Oakland Raider game in the snow, and we were down in Hartford at a friend's uh, place down in Hartford, and we were dosy doing uh, with the whole Patriots game because it was like magic that was happening. Oh, and yeah. um, I just wanted to mention that to relive the emotion of it and. No, I appreciate That's it, Bobby. Thing. Yeah, thanks for the call. And I, I think, you know, the Bledsoe part of it, I is even though he was trending in the wrong direction, it still was a major move. And, like, that I have to give Belichick credit for. I don't know a lot of people now really got split by the end of it. They don't want to give Belichick credit for anything. But I personally give him credit for that. The owner wanted to stick with Bledsoe. Most of the players on the roster, if not all of them, wanted to stick with Bledsoe. That would have been the either. All the, uh, I'm sure most of the uh, fans might have been kind of split. Because I think Bobby's right. I think there were fans that were like, all right, I need I need some fresh blood. I think we've gotten as far as we possibly can go with Drew Bledsoe. Let's try somebody else. But the thing is, this wasn't a first or second round pick. Like this, let's try somebody else was a sixth round pick who was the fourth string quarterback a year before and then now has become the backup. But nobody was like all that excited for Tom Brady back in 2000, 2001. Now he starts winning some games. And that certainly changes things, and that started to, to to sway people a little bit. But I also go back to we always do these these different sports what ifs. What if they lose the snowball? If they lose the snowball, I think Belichick wouldn't have wanted Bledsoe back. But would Kraft have said, All right, "You're not back, Bill"? Like you wonder because he's like, "Well, what yeah, if- that's what they." I mean, that's that's what Kraft said, right? So Kraft was like, "If this doesn't work out." Like, you're going to be held accountable. Yeah, but I took that to mean your job. So did I. But does that mean, like, is making the divisional round good enough to save it? Like, I guess that's a question we yeah, don't that's... know. Maybe Robert can be asked that at one point. Because they did rip off a bunch of wins. So they finished the year 11-5. and five. So they were 0-2. Then they were 5-5. and five, And then they finished 11-5. and five. So, like, was that enough to save Belichick's job? Or did they need to go on this crazy run? Which they did. Because you could easily see in 2002, Drew Bledsoe's back with a different coach, and who knows what happens to Tom Brady. So, I mean, just so many different what-ifs. What other stuff did you guys enjoy from the first two episodes? Mike Cadlick from WEEI.com is going to join us at 720. He's going to be writing about all of these episodes at WEEI.com. We'll uh, get more of your phone calls. We'll also try to win some money in the bet du jour. Coming up next, it's the Rich Keefe Show here on WEEI. 
can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash BostonWEEI and check out WEEI on YouTube for our video on demand content updated daily. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show, WEEI. Back to full tang, full throttle, 6 to 10 on Friday nights. Now that the uh, Boomer Esiason football hour is over, so we will be uh, full tang all the way up until Red Sox baseball, which is just around the corner. We'll talk Sox coming up here at 7 o'clock, but we're opening up talking about the Dynasty. First two of the uh, 10-part documentary series on the Patriots on Apple TV Plus was released. Episode 1 titled Backup Plan. Episode 2, The Snowball. I'm telling you, Jermaine Wiggins looking pretty good in this documentary so that far. Pa- I literally was in my living room last night Did having a nice Sam Adams nice. and auto. I'm like, Wiggs, let's go, Wiggs. <laughs> I mean, the, it the one cool, off of Patton was so cool. Yeah, and then he had a couple so- of touchdowns. Like, was it one of Brady's first games he threw a touchdown to, to Wiggy? So, like, that's obviously, uh, that's cool as hell. All right, we will... Uh, Get to the bet du jour here in a moment. Let's go back to the phones. We've got Justin in Maine. What's going on, Justin? Hey, buddy. Love this show. Um, Just, you know, talking about the dynasty and everything. I was about 10 years old when Bledsoe went down with the injury. I remember watching it with my dad. My dad was diehard Patriots fans. Every time he talked about Brady before, you know, uh, or every time he talked about Bledsoe was those happy feet. And I remember watching it as a kid, too, and every time he snapped that ball and he had those happy feet and those feet were cooking, I'm like, Jesus, man, I don't feel confident with this guy having the ball. Yeah, no, you're right, Justin. There was something by the end there. And, like, again, 96, 97, he was great. But then there was three years where it was the happy feet. Ernie Adams, even in the documentary, referred to it as, like, a wildebeest being attacked and just, you know, defensive linemen draped all over Bledsoe. And yeah, but he would he would pat the ball, pat the ball, pat the ball. You know, he was never ever gonna run. I mean, we everybody talks about Brady's lack of mobility. Bledsoe was even less mobile, got hit a ton, and then by the end of it, just wasn't wasn't the same player. And so it was the it was obviously the right move to move on, but the timing is still pretty crazy. He signed that contract uh, before the two thousand one season began. 10 years, $100 million, or whatever it ended up exactly being. But, yeah, it was over $100 million to keep Bledsoe. And you talk about, you know, all the bad quarterbacks and the bad teams pre-Bledsoe, who was the number one overall pick of the of the team back in 1993. So, yeah, he was going to be the guy going forward. And it certainly wasn't going to be a sixth-round pick that took his spot. And, well, believe it or not, that's the case. But, yeah, Bledsoe kind of going to Robert Kraft and kind of being pouty about it, but, you know, I can kind of get it. Like, he had been the starter. He had been the face of the franchise for eight straight years. Gets hurt, comes back. I mean, once again, showing his toughness. The guy was tough as nails. Got hit all the time. Has a collapsed lung and is able to uh, come back, like, two months later. But they're like, no, we're good. And that was pretty interesting, too, the, uh, the story that Bledsoe told about he gets cleared he calls Bill Belichick, and he's like, hey, I've been cleared. And Bill's like, all right, why don't you come on in and we'll talk about it. You're like, I'm sorry, what? I just told you, like, I'm ready to go. And Bill hit like, him with a new phone. Who this? Yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, that's that's good news, Drew. Why don't you, uh, why don't you come on in? 
But yeah, and then it was like listening to old Bill Belichick press conferences too was something. And him, like he said, Brady was going to be the starter. Like he wouldn't do that with Mac Jones. He did do it with Cam Newton. There's been like all kinds of weird things, some inconsistencies with Bill. But that was early, early, early on Belichick and was probably feeling the heat a little bit. But this was something that he felt confident in. And it obviously was the right call. All right, quickly here, bet du jour. Anything for the weekend, Stiz. It's going to be something tonight. I know you usually like to bet Friday night stuff, but there is some action over the weekend as well. What are you going with tonight, sir? I'm going to get a little crazy. All right, tonight. I like that. Plus 420. Plus Jalen Brown winning yes. the dunk contest. I love that. Let's go. I love it. Let's go, Jalen. I know you can do it. Yes. He is going to turn this dunk contest thing around. He's going to show and prove. I hope he wins. And, I love it. Uh, yeah. I love it. No, that's a good one. I'm going to go with the uh, all-star game itself on Sunday. Give me over 363 and a half points. There is no defense. Every once in a while, they might mix in like a a defense at the very end. Like maybe they'll, they'll try to actually like, you know, shuffle and maybe even block a shot by the end of the game. But for the most part, running up and down, shooting threes, kind of like a regular game. Actually, It's, it's, it's looking more and more like the regular season, but I feel like you got it. Like they can't set the number high enough in these games. So I will take over 363 and a half. Uh, back to the phones. John's in the car. He wants to talk about the dynasty. What do you got, John? Hey, Rich. Really happy to talk to you. I just wanted to tell you about how Robert Kraft handled Super Bowl tickets before Brady. Season ticket holder since 92, just before they drafted Bledsoe. And in 1997, when they went to play uh, Green Bay in, in New Orleans, uh, it was a lottery, and every season ticket holder got a chance to win two tickets a season to the Super Bowl. We won. We got two tickets at face value, $345, and got to go to the Super Bowl on Robert Kraft's dime. Well, on our dime, but well, yeah, yeah, yeah. face value. Yeah. And, and then two, four years later, Belichick, the first one, ever since then, it was, it was a travel option. It was uh, They sold plane tickets, hotel rooms, and tickets for ten grand a whack, and that's how it changed. But uh, it, 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 how it changed from night and day. But uh, I love the, the series. It was, it's so good on Apple TV. Yeah, I agree. It's just it's fun to watch. It's fun to revisit some of those old moments. Some of the locker room footage, I think, is going to be some of the best stuff. You know, obviously, the panel of people that they have is really good. In the first two episodes, I would say Ty Law, who I'm a massive fan of anyway, so I'm probably not, I'm not exactly uh, – Gonna be very critical of uh, Ty Law. I think he's excellent, and he's been he's been good in this documentary so far. And we're only at the AFC Championship game. Oh one. So I'm now episode three is called Borrowed Time. So you get they gotta jump into the rest of that Steelers game, the Gray Show on Turf Rams game, and then go from there because episode four is Spygate. So I'm like, are they gonna brush over like the Panthers and the Eagles Super Bowl? I'm not sure. Because this thing is 20-plus years that they got to document, and they got 10 episodes to do it, and the episodes are only 40 minutes. So we'll see how, how it goes. But I'm, I'm loving it so far. We'll continue to talk about it throughout the night. But we are uh, one hour down, three hours to go on the Rich Keefe Show, and it is a full-throttle Friday. So we'll do some Sox talk. They missed out on yet another free agent who signed today. We'll get into that coming up next year on WEEI.